Welcome everybody to our weekly Torah podcast. The podcast is dedicated in memory of Mr. and Mrs. Harold and Shirley Pasternak, Herschel Ben David, and Simon Devar Basichesko. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Yisro, the story about Kabbalah Satora, the receiving of Torah and the whole Sinai experience. I find a very interesting thing. The Torah tells us when the Jewish people first camped at Mount Sinai, but Pasik says, Vayichan Sham Yisrael Negerohor, that the nation camped by the mountain. The Pasik says, Vayichan in the singular, doesn't say Vayachanu, which had been they camped. Vayichan Sham Yisrael means, and he camped by the mountain. The Midrash tells us in this Pasik, that means to tell us that the Jewish people were Kiish Echad Belev Echad, like one person with one heart. There was a total sense of unity, something that was not seen throughout the 40 years in the desert. It was never replicated before nor afterwards, this sense of unity amongst the Jewish people. Torah is telling us an important part over here, that in order for the Jewish people to be able to accept the Torah, they had to be a complete, total unity amongst themselves. They had to be a unified people, a unified nation, like a singular person, so to say. Torah was not given to individuals, it was given to a nation. The Midrash tells us that Hashem waited 26 generations after Adam, the first 26 generations of creation. Hashem did not give Torah to the human beings, to the nation, to the to the people. That's why the Abba tells us, tells us in the in the Tilim, we find Hodul Hashem Kitov Ki Lam Chasto. Twenty twenty-six passages, Ki Lam Chasto, forever is His kindness, because the first twenty-six generations were just an act of kindness. It was totally undeserved from the human perspective because they didn't receive the Torah yet. 26 is the name of God, Yudke and Vovke, the numerical value of God's name, represents his attribute of chesed, of kindness. Only after the Jewish people became a nation, a cohesive nation, a group of was unified together in their desire to fulfill and to accept the mitzvahs and to fulfill the mitzvahs, was only at that time that the Jewish people were able to receive the Torah. God brought the Torah down to the Jewish people. This is also what the Mishnah Avestel teaches us, the Ein Torah, Ein Derech Eretz, Ein Derech Eretz, Ein Torah. That Derech Eretz was preceded Torah, or tell us elsewhere also, Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. Derech Eretz comes before Torah. Derech Eretz was needed to be able to have the Torah. Without Derech Eretz, without, Rabbi tells Derech Eretz means Midos, proper good character, it was impossible for them to be able to receive the Torah. That unity is an expression of these Midos, of the good character. In order for them to be able to be unified, they had to be care, they had to be a care and a concern and a love for one another too. That that brings them together as a single unit, a single entity. What does that mean exactly? First of all, it seems a little bit contradictory. If there's no Torah, there's no Derecherz. It means you have to have Torah in order to be have Derecherz to have proper Midos. And then it says you mean Derecherz and Torah. You don't have Midos, you don't have Torah. So well, which one comes first, the chicken or the egg? Do you have to have Torah first or do you have to have good character beforehand? So interesting interpretation that the understanding is, the Gemara tells us, even had the Torah not been given to us, we could have learned certain characteristics from animals, from different types of animals, the Gemara in Erevin tells us. For example, we would have learned sneos, modesty, from a cat. The cat itself, it, it, when, it, when it relieves itself, it goes, it goes to the sand, it goes to the side, it doesn't just doesn't go out in the open. Would have learned Gezel, for example, this concern about of not stealing from an ant. 
the ant is very industrious, and the ant itself is also, it, 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 Gamora tells us that it actually collects much, much more than needs in its entire life because it doesn't want to take from anybody else. It takes, it's very careful about, very careful about only taking what it, what it earns itself, what it takes itself, so to say. Would have learned certain elements of, Gamora tells us, the dove, for example, is a, is a monogamous, monogamous animal. And therefore, we would have learned the importance of proper morality of, from, from, from a dove. So Gamora tells different types of things, characteristics we could have learned from different types of animals. That's what would have happened before the Torah was given. After Torah was given, however, that we learn Torah from the we learn the Derech Eretz, learn with good proper character from the Torah. It's a whole different type of character. It's not just the type of character we learn from the animals. It becomes it's a higher standard. We strive to live to a much higher a much higher standard of living than that of the animals. And that's learned so it's picked up from the Torah. So there has to be a Derech Eretz, some kind of element of character before we're able to receive the Torah. Torah wasn't given to animals. Torah was given to human beings that had to show proper character, good character. But then once we receive Torah, the character itself becomes much, much greater. That's a fascinating idea because there is no other field of study like the Torah where character will make a difference. You can have many people, very, very intelligent people. They may not be good people as far as character is concerned. People may have doctorates and PhDs and very, very successful people in many, many areas. And there's no contradiction to the fact that they don't have good character. Torah's not like that. Certainly a person could have a lot of Torah knowledge and not be a good person necessarily. The Gemara calls that type of person a chamor no sekelim, like a donkey that carries books on its back. A person may have a lot of book knowledge in his head. It doesn't necessarily make the person that good person. The person may still be a donkey. But when a person learns Torah, the way Torah is meant to be understood, the way it's meant to be learned, Torah itself is literally absorbed into the very essence, the very fiber of the human being of a person. And by doing that, when it becomes absorbed into the person, it becomes, it elevates the person, to become a greater, better person. That's where we find so many Torah greats that have such refined character, beautiful, beautiful characteristics, beautiful midos, humility, that opportunity to see great Torah scholars, Torah giants, the humility that they show. You would think a person that has such a, such a razor-sharp mind and so much knowledge would be arrogant. You know, were a person very knowledgeable to be arrogant, he would not be recognized as a Torah scholar. He would not be able to merit Torah leadership at all. Torah leadership requires a person to be of refined character. Sensitivity. I've often related the story about the Beis HaLevi, the founder of the Brisker dynasty of Yosheb Bersalavechik, that one time a woman came, excuse me, a person came and asked him before Pesach if it was permissible to drink milk for the four cups because he didn't have money to be able to afford to buy wine. So he wanted to know if he could drink milk for the four cups instead of wine. They basically thought for a few minutes and told him that it was not acceptable, but if he needed money, he'd be able to help him out. So he gave him a few hundred dollars to be able to go purchase needs for Yamtiv. After the fellow left, his wife asked him, you gave him a lot more money than he needed for wine. So basically he said, that's true. But if he, t- if he asked me if he could use milk for the four cups, obviously he can't afford to buy meat either because you can't eat meat and milk at the same meal. So therefore I had to give him money not only for the milk, for the wine, I had to give him money for the meat also. 
That's a sensitivity. That's using the knowledge that he same knowledge that he uses to analyze the depth and plumb the depth of Torah. He used that same analysis and mind to to plumb the needs of another human being as well too. To read between the lines, to see even things that he doesn't say, to recognize what the need is. The same thing as far as humility is concerned. The same thing as far as as as, as chesed, as kindness, as being sensitive to other human beings' feelings. I mean, Saul Salanter was the founder of the Musa movement. He founded a movement where people would be able to work on character development, building their character. I mean, Saul Salanter was a giant in Torah knowledge as well. But he was a giant also in sensitivity towards other human beings. There's a well-known story about Saul Salanter that one time he was invited by a, by a person, a wealthy individual, invited to come to his house for a meal. And Saul went to the meal he was. He came. He went to wash his hands before the meal. The, no, the the host noticed that he was very sparing. He used the water very sparingly. Only used a little bit of water to wash his hands. And the host asked him, "He saw slanter. Why are you being so cheap on the water? Thank God I have a lot of water over here." The Talmud tells the person supposed to be generous when he washes his hands for eating. Saw slanter. I know the piece. I know the Gemara too. I know what the Talmud tells us. But I also noticed the poor widow. The poor that 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 serves as your as her water carrier, that she she has to go schlep more water back and forth to be able to bring everybody to them to be able to wash their hands. For me to be stringent on her shoulders, that wouldn't be correct. That wouldn't be proper. It's more important that she be able to that, that I should be able to take care of her. That that should I should be sensitive towards her feelings, not make her work extra hard than me being more stringent in in, in washing my hands with more water. Again, the idea itself of that sensitivity that's necessary. That's that's the midos, the character which is necessary for 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 to be able to grow in Torah. Rabbi Yochanan the Mishkiach of the Mir Yeshiva, once pointed out. He said that he was in Berlin, and he said he was near the University of Berlin, and he noticed the students walking walking to the classes. He says there was a certain levity, a certain sense of a, of a, of a, a very lackadaisical approach. They're they're, they're going. And he said he noticed that you know that it didn't have any effect, any impact on their on their studies. These were the same students that would excel in their studies also. But it wasn't necessary to walk around with a seriousness. It wasn't necessary to be able to be in that same sense to be to come to 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 show good character as well, also. He's noticed also even as far as a certain levity of the boys and girls talking together, laughing together. That wouldn't have any effect, any impact whatsoever on their knowledge and their in their in their studies. Torah is not like that, he said. In Torah, even a, a minor character flaw, even a person sees something he's not supposed to be seeing, for example. So that levity, that literally can destroy a person's Torah knowledge. It's impossible for a person to be able to focus and concentrate properly and to understand Torah in depth when he doesn't have good character, when he doesn't start off with, some, with, with a good element of character. It's a necessity. It's a prerequisite for being able to understand, to excel in Torah, to be able to have that good character. And that's why, again, before Torah was given, the Torah emphasized the fact that they achieve the sense of unity. They achieve the sense of, of oneness together. That might be also the understanding. Before the Torah was given, this week's Parsha, the story of Yisro, Moshe's father-in-law. Moshe's father-in-law was not a, a not Jewish initially. He was a Kohen Midian. 
He was a priest in Midian. And some of the commentaries tell us that was a religious, a religious priest. But he was a truth seeker. And he told Moshe after they came, wanted to convert to Judaism. He said, I know that the Jewish God is greater than all the other gods. He tried all the other gods out in the world. And he saw that what they were, saw the truth. And he recognized the truth of Torah. And that he wanted to join parts. He wanted to become part of Torah. What was it that he saw in Torah that was unique? What was the truth that he saw in Torah? One of the, one of the things the Torah tells us, he saw that the, the Mida, Kenege Mida, the measure for measure, how God had punished the Egyptians. That's one of the things that he saw, that he noticed. Every single person got exactly what he deserved. Not a bit more than he deserved. Each person, each Egyptian, according to his level of wickedness, was punished exactly in accordance with his wickedness. Not a trifle more, less, not a bit more. But another thing that he saw also, even though this, there are different opinions that say this incident may have happened after the giving of the Torah, but it's mentioned before the Torah is given. They saw the people lining up in front of Moshe for, to adjudicate their disputes and to find out halacha, to find out law. And he saw them literally, Moshe was sitting there, there from morning to night, they were asking him all kinds of questions. And he turns to his son-in-law, to Moshe, and he tells them, you know, I don't think this is good for you. In this type of situation, you're going to get burnt out. People themselves are going to lose patience. I, I would think it's much better if you make a system of lower courts, train people under you so people have the easier questions able to go to a lower court and the more difficult ones go to a higher court. And eventually the most difficult questions will come to you. That way they'll be able to be able to save time. Everybody will be able to be served as much more quickly and you won't be it won't be so taxing on you. You'll be able to study yourself and be able to emphasize, focus yourself on your own personal growth. And Moshe listened to what he had to say. That's phenomenal. Yisra had just joined the Jewish people shortly before this. And already he comes out criticizing to some extent, telling them, I don't think it's working like this. I think you should improve it, do it better. Most people would say, who are you to tell us what's going on? You're telling us what's the problem over here? You just, just joined us. You're coming in and criticizing? That's not what Moshe said. The rabbis tell us, a person has to accept truth from whatever source it comes. And Yisrael himself right now, despite the fact they may not have been a Jew just a, day, a couple days earlier, but he comes, he has an interesting point. Yeah, but it's explained, not that Yisrael, not that Moshe couldn't have thought of that himself also. But nevertheless, though, Yisrael gave him the idea, it made sense, and he accepted it, and he imp and implemented it as well, too. That, too, might be part of what Yisrael saw that impressed him. The desire, the humility, the desire to understand, the desire for truth, that itself itself is something that he, he noticed with the, with the Jewish leaders, what a Torah leader is, is, is comprised, what makes up a Torah leader. This is the emphasis of the giving of the Torah when the Jewish people received at Mount Sinai. It's not just the Torah itself. It's the Derech Eretz, Shekodim the Torah, the good character that precedes Torah. Before we can have Torah, before anybody can accept the yoke of Torah, it's important that he first has to develop good, proper character in order to be able to have a, create a receptacle to be able to receive the Torah. It's an important message for us all. We merit to be able to have the proper character in order to be able to be deserving of receiving the Torah the way it's supposed to be received. Have a great week, everybody, and Messiah Hashem will be together again next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? 
The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.